If you're here right now, you're probably wondering how her smell. Well, her smell good. But we'll talk more about that later with special guest Re. Keep in mind you can't spell her smell without Re. You can't spell smell. You can't smell her spell. I want to thank you for joining the podcast. I hope I haven't scared you away. I hope you can join us for tomorrow's movie, Michael Mann's 2004 Collateral. Email any thoughts you have on the movie to projectorfuel at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I will read your comments on the show, and maybe we can learn a little something from each other. All right, let's get started. Adam, ask Ree how she's doing. Hi, Ree. How are you doing? I'm doing, doing okay. How are you? Pretty good. Um, okay, so you picked her smell. Why did you decide to go with this movie? I watched Invisible Man like uh, a while ago. So I wanted to watch more of Elizabeth Moss because it was at the Frida Cinema um, a while back when it first came out. And honestly, I didn't want to watch it at first because I just hated the title. I just, I was revolted by it and I just did not want to watch something titled Her Smell. Uh, But then I watched Elizabeth Moss's performance in Invisible Man and I loved her in it. She was great. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, I enjoyed myself and I watched this. Who knows? Like, it was amazing. Like, uh, her performance was phenomenal in this one. And I don't know. I think she might be one of my favorite, uh, new favorite actresses. Um, I also have a negative experience with uh, the movie. While I was playing at the Frida, I was going constantly and uh, I was so tired of that trailer. I couldn't stand the trailer. And so I just avoided the movie. But I'm glad that you forced me to watch it because I thought it was really, really good. So how does her smell? I imagine she she smells like a lot of cigarettes and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like a three, like a five days without a shower, maybe even more. Probably like a wet sock mostly. So what did you think of the movie? I really liked it. You know, I don't... I didn't like, no, that's a lie. I didn't have the best experience watching Uncut Gems. And it remind like her smell reminded me a lot of Uncut Gems because, you know, the tensions are always like at 100 at all, all times. And there's not really this moment where you can kind of breathe. But I mean, in her smell, there's more of a, a room to breathe uh, compared to Uncut Gems. But I, I don't know if I could really call myself a fan of that sort of thing of being like constantly bombarded with like a high amount of adrenaline, but um, I don't know. I really like this one. I really like this story. Um, Just the way it was structured and just the script I thought was great. Like, I think that um, Elizabeth Moss's character, Becky, she had this amazing, like, prophetic, like, Shakespearean, like, thing about her. Like, she would always talk in, like, tongues and she would be like, oh, are you challenging me to a duel? And she would just, like, say these, like, crazy things that nobody would really say. And then, But it just fits so perfectly for her character. And I, I don't know, I thought that was a really good choice in making, in, in the way that um what was Alex Ross Perry made her speak um and how he wrote the script so like I don't know it was just it was a great experience and a really good acting and um the cinematography wasn't too shabby as well and you know actually I really like the songs in in the movie I think that if something she was a real band I would genuinely like be a big fan of them did you go into this movie knowing that something she was not a real band Yes, I. I mean, I don't. I don't think I was like, oh, this is is this a biopic? Like, I don't think I. I went in the movie like that. I think I knew that this was just like a fictional story. So I didn't know that this was not a biopic. I did think it was going in, and it wasn't until uh, halfway through.
through that I realized that these are all covers. What's going on here? To, to your point, I was also extremely stressed out in the first half of this movie. It definitely gave me Uncut Gems vibes. I think I was even more stressed out here than I was for Uncut Gems. There was something about me thinking of how awful this woman was and how everyone else just wanted to get their job done that really got to me. I feel like the stakes were a little higher in Uncut Gems, but I know that, you know, for Becky, everything was crashed, like her entire world was crashing around her. So that I think it's like a personal thing. Right. And I think that's why it stressed me out more because uh, everyone was kind of against Howard and Uncut Gems. Whereas here, everyone's a good person. They just want to work together and make music. But this one person is screwing it up for everybody. And it drove me nuts. Is there a most stressful part for you? Oh, anytime she had the baby in her hands. Any Anytime uh, someone who is unstable has um, something fragile in their hands, especially a human being, which is like a child, stresses me so much. Like it, I when she fell and I heard the baby crying, I that broke my heart, but also like I was just like, oh my god, like is she okay? Like does she need to go to the hospital? Like, you know, I don't really care about Becky at this point. I'm just like, is the child okay? Because that really stressed me out that the fact that she had a baby in her hands and she was like, oh, like she's gonna be my downfall. I'm gonna like, I don't know what she was gonna do, but it seemed like she was gonna kill her. And I was like, please do not kill your own child. Like that would just, I don't know, I feel like that'd be kind of beneficial for everybody. I think I felt most uh I guess at my cringiest when uh, that young band comes in and she tries to get them involved. And just watching her fall apart in front of these girls who really look up to her and really just want to be a part of the music scene, watch their hero like crumble was depressing and sad. And I just wanted to get out of there. I didn't want it to see to happen. Yeah, I did not really appreciate that part when uh, Becky like licked all of them. It was weird. Like that whole scene, it just it it reminded me of a cult, you know, like she was, she was like the cult leader. And then these new kids, they're, they're her new like followers. And she was like starting this new thing. And they're just like these new musicians. They don't really know anything about the industry just yet. And to have their idol be like, oh my, you're like, you're going to be my band now. Like I'm, we're, we're all going to be this like great girl group and we're going to sell a bunch of records. Yeah. I thought like that it was going to go much worse than I thought it was going to be. Like it, I thought that they were just going gonna bail and like they were she was just gonna screw them all over and it was just gonna be bad and I was like please you know young musicians have to deal with so much already like you you do not need to like bring them into this sort of thing. Do you feel like all the characters in this are fleshed out? To an extent I think that it since it is such like a small world and it really just focuses on Becky uh, I think that they're all fleshed out to the point where it makes sense for the story and makes sense within her world because we're sort of in her perspective especially a lot through the first and second act that's why I, I that's why I think that I was so confused in the beginning is because we're sort of put in her place and how disorienting everything feels and how like everything is happening at once and you don't really know what to do about it so I think that everything everyone is flushed out to the point where it's in relation to her, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. She's sort of the big force in this movie, and we only get everyone reacting to her, but everyone felt pretty real, and I enjoyed her interactions, especially in the second half with everyone again, because it had felt like we'd gone on a journey with that particular person, like we'd changed, and we were glad to see, or at least I was, that she was there to apologize to these people and make up. Just that that final third act, when she was, like, apologizing to her daughter, it was just, it was so beautiful 
beautiful. I thought that it really reminded me like a lot of just moms that I know, my own mother and other moms, knowing that she will do anything for her daughter and that she she fully knows that she messed up. I think that, oh, I don't know who said it. I think Danny said it saying like, oh, you're going to regret all this time, the time that you're not giving to your daughter. And when you're with your daughter, like you're you're so far away. I, I, he didn't say exactly that, but I'm, I'm just elaborating. I, I think that she, she finally realized that was true. Like, oh yeah, I totally regret everything I ever did when she was like four or five, when she was really, really young and I was a crazy rock star and I was on coke all the time. Like daughter was definitely a big part of what went wrong. Like how, how poorly she was parenting her child. What did you think of the transition between the first and second halves going from her perspective, the camera constantly moving to bam, we're in her house, she's older, camera's not moving. I think that I liked it. I think to me, it wasn't as jarring as I thought it would be. Like I thought, oh, like what? why are we suddenly here? But it's like, wait, no, this makes sense because it was really like a snap of waking up for her. And I think that it was a, a good choice to do that, to relay that to the audience as being like, yeah, that, that chapter of her life is over. I don't know if it would be a good choice to show her her process of getting from point A to B, from being this crazy rock star to being this fate sort of normal person. It was a good choice to just be like, this this was this was her, but this is her now. And she's a totally different person. And I think it's really cool to be like, whoa, this is she actually did something about her life. She changed her life and she became a better person. She became a better parent. I hadn't really thought about it because I thought that it flowed pretty, pretty well. And how everyone in her past life was still there for her. She has something she posters in her house and she still plays the guitar. She's all these elements of her old self, but she's just better. She's healed. She's she's recovering. She's so much better than she was before mentally. I don't know. I think that is a beautiful transition. Right. I think it was a, a tragic story, but a pretty happy ending. I did have to get used to the transition because it slowed down so much after a uh, big time jump. And there's still a lot of movie left after that moment. I didn't think that she was going to go through everything and everyone in her life, but I'm glad she did. And as we continued, I really felt for her. Before we did that time jump, would you have thought that this person deserved forgiveness? I try and see the good in people just like in my own life. Although, I, you know, I do hold grudges. I do hold a lot of grudges against people if I don't see change within them. Yeah, I do think that she deserves deserved forgiveness because she just really got this whole rock star persona into her head and she just really did not know how to cope with it was just in a really bad place and I think that being a person who is going through a really rough time and being broken is very different from being an evil person if they change clean up their act and become a different person like she did I think that she's worthy of being forgiven if you are willing to put in the work of being a better person. She absolutely does. I, uh, halfway through the movie, before the jump, I did not think that she deserved forgiveness just because I couldn't stand how she was treating everyone else and, and the baby, like you said. But um, I'm glad that the movie continued. And I think that's sort of uh, maybe the purpose of the film because after, at, at the end, I was glad that she was able to recover. And I know she was dealing with something mentally it was all getting to her and i'm glad that this movie changed my mind and allowed me to forgive her in the end yeah so i think that it was a great choice to include that second bit of being like you know she not she's not just this persona she is a pure person behind all of that and she's a person who is worth forgiveness so any final thoughts oh the score so beautiful uh i don't know if if you can really 
call what I'm thinking of the score, like the noise behind. Do you know what I mean? Like the beep boops and the. Right, right. Very cool. Very experimental. Yeah, I think so too. It was very otherworldly. Like I feel, you know, because Becky was given such a Shakespearean like monologues and stuff, uh, she really felt like an alien sort of in and like dropped into her rock star world. And having that music behind, it just, it felt so cool. Like it felt like we were in her world where everything just sounds crazy and um i think it was a great way to build up tension as well like it always just felt like something bad was going to happen and you don't know and i feel like it was you know for the whole first half i i really genuinely thought that it was building up to her like dying like i thought that it was just it was just going to keep building up until something really really bad happened and i think that that really really bad thing was when she like fell off the stage and was like i don't even know who i am i don't know it was just a, it was a great way to uh, build build all of that up and build a world where we like we are in her perspective i don't even know how to explain the the feeling it's just great i think uh, i agree with you completely the the score i wasn't even thinking about that earlier but it, it is excellent except the one moment i didn't enjoy was uh, at the end right before she falls off the stage the guitar hits the ground and then the amp blowout that sound lasts for like a while and it was really annoying i don't know if it was annoying for you but coming out of my tv speakers i had to turn that down you know it's 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 like a, a trope or cliche or whatever whenever there's like a dramatic moment the ears are ringing something's droning and it was it was just that for me like I was just kind of used to that whole thing so I was just like oh this is just what that moment is and they're just using the in-world sound to to relay that and I thought that was fine and I do like uh, the uh, sort of aggressive stubbornness to not have any music in the second half when we're at her house it felt very it, that that was one of the reasons it felt so different because it was quiet it felt like the first First half was us running, running away from something, and then the the second half was us taking a breath and like taking a break and just lying down and just evaluating what just happened to us. I don't know. That's what it felt like to me. It just felt like this really big ride, and then you're finally off it, and you're just like, "What did I just experience?" So you would recommend this movie? Oh, one hundred percent. Do not uh, have the title make you shun this movie like I did, and <laughs> that was a very poor choice. I would say do not judge a book by its cover. Everyone in the cast was amazing. It's a great movie for any cinephile out there. Re, before I let you go, how uh, how is the quarantine affecting you? Uh, making me kind of sad, uh, to be honest. You know, I, I do enjoy the free time uh, to do whatever I want, but I feel like it's too much time to do whatever I want. I've just been doing uh, quite a bit of nothing. The lack of structure uh, is really getting to me, not, not being able to go out and do anything even uh, school like I sort of I sort of miss school now and that's something I never thought I would say but I, I do miss seeing people that I, I want to see and doing things I want to do but if if that means one less person is going out then that's great I guess that's a good way to look at it and uh, I hope uh, you spend a lot of your free time watching movies and thank you for the support with the club I hope we can talk again soon yeah I hope we can too I, I wish you all the best for your your amazing podcast thank you and make sure uh, I'll do the plug now as I always do at the end of the show thanks to at the work of Re on Instagram that is you with your camera who provided <laughs> the picture in our profile oh yeah I forgot I did not know that you were going to use that for your uh, your cover so I was very excited to see my work 
uh, a part of your work. So That's feel free to send me all the royalties if you if you can. Absolutely. We are making too much money from this thing. So I would love Got to it. offload that on you. All right, Rhi. Well, have a good night. Thank you. Okay. You too. Good night. And there you have it. Thanks again to Rhi for joining me on this special episode. Remember, at the work of Rhi on Instagram for all your photography needs. And thank you for checking out the podcast. I really appreciate it as always. And I hope you can join us for Collateral tomorrow. Should be fun. Hope everyone is staying safe. Please take care. Stay inside and I'll talk to you later.